Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy. Please share with a friend. And like always, God bless you. Now, in understanding the, the moves and the, uh, the processes of the kingdom of God, uh, God moves and his processes are done by the anointing. We have, heard, we have had, heard a lot of teachings on the anointing. The anointing is, according to the book of Isaiah, it's the burden removing yoke-destroying power of God. So when the anointing of God is present and is evident, it removes burdens and it destroys yokes. And not only it removes burdens and destroys yokes, but the, the anointing in its removing burdens, destroying yokes, it will manifest some, that certain thing for the kingdom of God. So we know that the anointing removes burdens, and to destroy yokes, but the burdens that it removes and the yokes that destroy is going to manifest something behind it, okay? God not just removing burdens and destroying yokes just for nothing. There's a purpose. There's a plan. There's a reason why. So God has the anointing, which is his power, which is his very essence of his being, which is the Holy Spirit. When we talk about the anointing, we, talk, we think of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he is the anointing. Uh, Christ is, uh, for Jesus, it's not Jesus' last name, but Christ means uh, the anointed one and his anointing. So the anointing came upon Jesus, all right? He anointed him. Uh, that word uh, anointed also means to rub in, to smear in, to pour upon. That came upon Jesus for certain anointings for him to walk in. There are different anointings to walk in, to remove burdens and to destroy yokes. There is what is called a teaching anointing. Okay? God has placed a teaching on anointing on certain individuals to remove burdens and to destroy yokes in that person's life, to remove the ignorance, okay, of the word of God and to make it plain and simple and clear. So God placed anointings and to operate in the anointing, we're not talking about the anointing, but to operate in the anointing, it always requires faith. I mean, anything when it comes to God, it has to require faith. You have to believe it, you have to receive it, and you have to act upon it. Now, um, when God anoints certain individuals or certain people groups or individuals or churches, whatever, or wh whatever the case may be, whatever God anoints, God usually do not anoint someone that in, in the, we think in the natural have certain abilities. God will anoint someone 
who in the natural, they don't have no ability. And like, how are they able to do that? Because they may not have a college education. They may not have a physical built. They may, uh, in the natural, we look at them and say, how are they able to do that? Or to do this in their, in their life? So God usually picked individuals like that, all right? And we're going to see here in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. That's why, that's why Samson was so amazing to the Philistines. Because I know they, you know, they, got, they got this new movie coming out about Samson. And they got him as a big old Hulk looking. Samson, if you study the scripture in the Old Testament about Samson, Sam, Samson was a Lincoln. He was kind of like Santa Mahari. He was kind of like Mahari. All right? And probably even, even smaller. So if you see Mahari, and he's taking a jawbone of an ass, and he swipes it one time, and he kills 1,000 Philistines, you look at him and say, how is he able to do that? He's anointed. The anointing came upon Samson. Okay, thank you. So that's what Samson was. So that's why they couldn't figure out where his strength was at. All right? Because he was a lanky, lanky guy. It's like, and they're trying to figure out where he's getting this strength from. So that's how God operates. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, if you have your Bibles, if not, we have the screen here. Two screens. We got two screens. Amen. Not one screen, but we got two. All right. So it says, if after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. So in the wisdom of God, the world's wisdom didn't know God. They don't know God. Worldly wisdom doesn't know the wisdom of God. All right. And you and I used to operate in that worldly wisdom until we came under the word. Because our worldly wisdom could not understand or didn't know the wisdom of God. Why is that? Because we look at it from a worldly wisdom. And worldly wisdom is natural. It's flesh. It's intellectual. So the wisdom of God doesn't operate in worldly wisdom. That's why worldly wisdom Christians don't understand God. The Christians who are still operating by worldly wisdom, that's why they have a problem in trying to, in understanding God. That's why they have a problem with the concept of faith. Because that's God's wisdom, okay? So he says, well, after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God. Now, this is God's wisdom. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. So God's wisdom is the only way an individual who is lost is going to be saved is by preaching the, the foolishness of preaching. That's God's wisdom. All right? Worldly wisdom say, says, well, why can't I be saved? I just be a good person. I just do good things. No, God's wisdom is how you're going to be saved is the foolishness of preaching. Verse 22. 
For the Jews required a sign, as, as Jacob. For the Jews required a sign, and the Greeks, as Esau, seek after wisdom. So now we see why Esau people, they seek worldly intellectual wisdom. And Jacob people, you got to show it to me for me to believe it. Okay, all right. Verse 23. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stubbly block to Jacob, and unto the Greek, Esau is foolishness. 24. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. God's foolishness is wiser than your thinking. And you think your thinking is on such a high level. But God's foolishness is wiser than your thinking. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. The weakness of, so God's weakness is stronger than your natural strength. Okay. Verse 26, for you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh. Now look at it. He said, for you, for you see your calling, those who God called, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. God don't call folks who in the natural look like they got it all together. So you think because you have it all together in the natural or in the flesh, you think God should call you. Not. God ain't studying you. All right? He's not going to call you because that's not his wisdom. Look at verse 27. But God has chosen the foolishness. Now I want you to write down these are three things. These are three prerequisites of God of individuals who he will call. Number one, he'll call foolish things. He'll call weak things. And he will call base things. So for you to be qualified and to receive a calling of God, you got to be foolish, weak, or base. Foolish, weak, or base. He says, for but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound, to confuse wise people, people who lean to their, their own understanding, people who think because they have a certain position, they have life, they have, they have this, they have that, whatever, and they, and they see somebody who they perceive to be foolish, weak, and base, 
when God calls them and move upon their life and move mightily, it confuses them. So, it, you know, if you, if, you know, if, because oh, I know nobody here is go through that, because we all are what? Foolish, weak, and base, okay? All right, but before you came under the word, you probably was like that, so that's why you was confused when you looked at us seeing God move and you like, how are they doing out that? Oh, but God had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and God had chosen the weak things of the world to confound the wise, the things which are mighty. And base, base things of the world and the things which are despised. So not only you need to be foolish, weak, base, you to God, well, the, the individuals that you in the natural despise, God will call them and anoint them. The ones that you think like, ain't no way they should be doing that. That's who God would call. Uh, we're going to get to Rahab. Right we're going to get... Yeah, we're gonna get to we're gonna get to our sister. I tell you, she she our sister, she's foolish, weak, base, and despised. Ooh, she's she's a bad girl. All right, so the so the base things of the world and the things which are despised has God chosen. Now look at this. God will choose individuals who you may think in the natural is no way they will should be doing anything. God, you know. Yeah, no, Jesus, Jesus went through this. Remember when Jesus went home, they said, you, you, yeah, aren't you, aren't you, aren't you married, son? I mean, you know, uh, you, you are anointed. You called by God. You being used by, I mean, you know, his mama had a, you know, a little anointed on her, you know, you know, but you. Oh, glory. And things which are not to bring to not things that are. Verse 29. That no flesh shall glory in his presence. So why do God call the foolish, the weak, the base, and the despised? Because those individuals, they cannot glory with their flesh versus other people use their flesh to glory unto God. Look at what I, look at how many alphabets I got behind my name. All right, look at the kind of car I drive. Look at the house I drive. If God gonna call anybody, he gonna call me first, not him, not her, because they are foolish, they are weak, they are base, and I despise them. Verse 30. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. That according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. So God will call the foolish things, the weak things, the base things, the des despised things to do a work for him. And these foolish things, these foolish things, they do it by faith 
these weak things, they do it by faith. The base things do it by faith. And the despised things do it by faith. Why do, why do they have to do it by faith? Because they foolish, they weak, they base, and they despise. So they have to trust God. Because they're not getting the natural recognition or the personal recognition from individuals because they're foolish, they're weak, they're base, and they are despised. And those are individuals that God can use. He can call, he can anoint, he can empower for them to do something. Now, go to Hebrews 11, verse 31. Now, Hebrews chapter 11 is what we call the heroes of the hall of fame of faith. That means if you get into, you get into chapter 11 of Hebrews, that means that you are a hero of faith. That means you got, I mean, you know, you went, you, you, you didn't get an honorable mention. I mean, you got, you are in there. You did something. You got God's attention to get in Hebrews chapter 11. So the heroes of the hall of fame of faith in that chapter, first of all, we got God. He's in there. All right. Then we got Abel. We got Enoch, Noah, Abraham, and Sarah. Then we run into Hebrews chapter 11, verse 31. We run upon this system. By faith, the harlot. Now, what is harlot? Some can define that term as a woman of the night <laughs> all right that some can define it as a uh woman of pros, pros thank you thank you thank you promiscuous thank you uh a harlot uh but i like to break it down to you she's a hoe all right that's what Holly, she's a, not only she's just a hoe, she's a businesswoman hoe. In her hoeing, she's making money. So now we were in the natural, come on, let's go. We would look at that, that that's foolish, that's base, that's weak, that's despised. Ooh, a hoe. That's, oh, that's despising. Oh, uh, she made it in Hebrew. She got God's attention. That hell? Because it says, by faith, the hell, Rahab, Harlan, perish not with them that believe not. When she had received the spies with peace. So we see Rahab is in Hebrews chapter 11. She got God's attention. She was a hoe. Amen. So if you're out witnessing or evangelizing and you happen to run into a hoe, you can let them know there's hope for you yet. Okay. 
Because if God can use this hoe, he can, you know, that's what I used to teach all the time when I went in the prison ministry. You know, the guys, I said, hey, y'all in the perfect position to be used by God. By being a prisoner, Apostle Paul wrote two thirds of the, of the New Testament in jail. <laughs> y'all qualified. And when I would say that, they were like, yeah. So if you run into a hoe and she's a hoe, hey, don't freak out, sister. God can use a hoe. And if some of y'all were ex-hoes and God has blessed you, you can say, see, he used me. Or a male hoe. <laughs> Why is that? Because God will use foolish things to mess people's minds up. So Rahab, she made it. That girl made it. That made that girl made it. What does Rahab mean? Her name means Rahab's name in the Hebrew means violent. So not only she was a hoe, she was a violent hoe. <laughs> she was a she was a violent. This is going on podcast. Right? <laughs> she 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 was a violent hoe too. Rahab, she was a violent. You go, girl. She was a violent hoe. And she made it into Hebrews chapter 11. Now, let's, uh, let's investigate more about this hell, okay? James 2. <laughs> we all leave church today. You go to your family and say, what you learn in church there? About hell? What, what kind of church is that? James chapter 2. Uh, not only she made in Hebrews chapter 11, her name means violent, and she did it by faith. It says, by faith, Rahab, there was an anointing on Rahab. I say, remember, foolish things, weak things, base things, despised things, they do it by faith. And once you do it by faith, once you believe and receive it from God, God anoints you. So there was an anointing on Rahab. James chapter 2, verse 20, 24 says, You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the hoe justified by works. Y'all like Holly better. Make y'all feel better. I say Holly. I'm just crazy. You know, you know, you know but if you've never been a hoe, it shouldn't bother you. Okay. All right. Likewise, also, was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messenger and had sent them out another way? So now we see here Rahab, she walked by faith. Remember, we believe and receive and we act upon. Faith has corresponding action. She had to work. She believed, she received, and she acted upon it. So once she did that, there's an anointing that came on Rahab. And now we want to we find out what exactly is this anointing? Because remember, anointing, the anointing does what? Remove burdens and destroy yokes in our lives. Go to Joshua chapter 2. We're going to look at this. We're going to look at Rahab. Now, Moses is already dead. He's gone. Joshua is the leader of Israel. 
They are entering into the promised land. God told Joshua, I'm not going to walk with you the way I did with Moses. Moses, my servant is dead. With, how, how did God walk with Moses? He carried Moses' hand. He did everything for Moses. But now they have to enter into the promised land. So enter into the promised land, you have, to, you have to confess it and possess it and take it by faith. The scripture says the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violence taken by force, by faith. So he said, Joshua, when you go into the promised land, you're going to have to possess the promised land. Because what? There are giants in the, in the promised land. Every promised land that God has for you in your life, you're going to have to possess it. Yes. You're going to have to deal with the giants. You're going to have to deal with the enemies. So how we overtake those giants, those enemies, is by faith. So this is what Josh, God is telling Joshua. You're going to have to go and possess the land. So now they are in Jericho. Jericho is part of the promise. Like Jericho has this big, huge, humongous wall that surrounds the entire city of Jericho. So Joshua and them are like, oh, man, how are we going to possess this thing? All right, so Joshua sends some spies out to spy out the land to find out where was their, their strengths, their weaknesses, so they can figure out how to possess it. So now we pick up here Joshua chapter 2, verse 1. And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out Shittim, two men, to spy secretly, saying, Go, view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into a hose house <laughs> named Rahab and lodged there. They, they hung out with that hose. Now, what would y'all think y'all heard Pastor Holloway hanging out with hoes? <laughs> yeah, you know, you heard Pastor Holloway, he's hanging out with the hoes. And I say, I'm, I'm ministering. Yeah, right. Well, that's what they was doing. You see how you so sin conscious? Instead of word conscious. Because this was, this was Joshua. Joshua was God's man. Joshua sent out the two spies. This is God's chosen people, Israel. And they hung out at the hoe's house. Verse 2. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in, in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, bring forth the men that are come. So the king of Jericho has some type of working relationship with the house. Don't despise hoes. God can call them and anoint them. And who, do you who are you to, to despise a house? Because there's some, there's some, you, you might not been into whoredom, but you've been into some sin too where people despise you. So don't despise the hoe. You run across a hoe from this teaching, like, 
Hey, God, God can, God can use you. God can call you. Once he get to, what did the Jesus, what did Jesus say to the woman that they caught in adultery? He said, go and sin no more. Stop your hoeing. Can we, can, can, can we go to someone who is in whoredom and we're by the Spirit of God and tell them, stop your hoeing. Not looking upon them as foolish, base, weak, and despised, but looking at them as individuals that God could call and use. That's how Jesus was with the woman according to adultery. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't look at her like, ooh, you hoe, you slut, no. He said, woman, where art thou accuser? Because he said, I, 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 don't, I don't bring no charge against you. Where art thou accuser? He said, go and sin no more. We've got to renew our minds. Because we, we, we got the worldly wisdom thinking, which confuses us instead of getting God's wisdom. And God can use anyone, regardless what state they're in, if they are seeking for God. And we are supposed to have the word of God that we should be able to minister to them with the ministry of reconciliation. God can reconcile a home. Oh, God. And the king of, king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thy house, for they become to search out all the country. And the woman took the two men and hid them and said, thus came men unto me, but I was not whence they were. That's a King James. And it came to pass at the time of shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out, whether the men went, I, I want not pursue after them quickly, for you shall overtake them. And she had brought them up to the roof of the house and hid them with the stalk of flax. She covered them so they couldn't be seen. She hid them away, where she had laid an order upon the roof. And the men pursued after them that the way of Jordan, the king's men, looking for these men. They heard about these, these spies. They were looking for them to join unto the four. And as soon as they which pursued after them were gone out, they shut the gate. And before they were laid down, she came up unto, up unto them upon the roof. And she said unto the men, now she talking to Joshua's spies. She hid them. She protected them. She protected them from the king of Jericho, from her country, Jericho. Why did she protect Joshua's spies? Her being a businesswoman. She uh, some theologians believe that on the wall she had her she had her establishment on the wall that she did business. She was known in Jericho. The king knew her, but she protected Joshua's spies. Why did this hoe do that? We're gonna see. Look at this, because she had an anointing on her. And we're going to find out what that anointing was. And I know that the Lord has given you the land. Look at this. She's telling, she said, I, I know that the Lord has given you the land. And that your terror is falling upon us. And that all the inhabitants of the land faint 
because of you. Verse 10. For we have heard. Faith comes by hearing. She's releasing faith. Now remember when Moses sent the 12 spies out into that area, they came back. Joshua and Caleb gave a good report. The other 10 said, we be not able. You could, you know, you could right there and tell there was some Negroes right there, right? Yeah, straight up. <laughs> we be not able. All right? They said, we, we be not able to take up the land. Because why? Because they're giants in the land. We are afraid. We are like ants to them. But look what Rahab is telling them. We heard that God gave y'all the land. The land. We heard the terror that fall upon us. Look at this. But we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you. We heard, faith comes by hearing God. When you came out of Egypt and what you did unto the two kings of uh, Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sion Oz, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we have heard these things, our hearts did melt. You're releasing your faith. You believe in God for something. You get the word of God. But the enemy is going to yell at you, roar at you. You can't do that. You can't get your healing. Why is that? Because the, the condition you have, your grandmama died of it. Your daddy died of it. The, the enemy will be roaring out to you what God has said that you can have. But the enemy will roar out to you. But you got to be like Rahab and say, we heard what your God did for y'all. And we were, our hearts that we were scared. Neither there remain any more courage in any man. Look at all of our soldiers whipped out. They heard about what God did for y'all. Look at this. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now, therefore, I pray you swear unto me by the Lord, by your God, since I have showed you kindness, that you also show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token. And that ye will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sister and all that all that they have and deliver our lives unto them. So Rahab, not only she was a hoe, she was a businesswoman hoe, she was taking care of her father, her mother, her brother. She's taking the whole clan. Her hoeing money was taking care of, it was providing. And she asked them, wait, when you come and invade, hey, would you save us? And the man answered her, our life for yours, if you utter not this, I'll be, if you don't tell the king, that we spine out, you know, our life for you. Yeah, we'll give our life for you. Like, we'll take care of you. And it should be when the Lord has given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Then she let them down by a cord through the window for her house was upon the town wall and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, get you to the mountain. Let the pursuer meet you. See, he's still protecting them, right? Let the person, she, wow, she, 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 she wasn't just a hoe. She was a businesswoman. She know how to do, conduct business. This is 
business. I take care of you. You take care of me. How are we gonna how, how are we gonna ratify this? Because I, by the word of your God. Oh, you go, girl. Let the pursuer meet you and hide yourselves there three days until the pursuer be returned, and afterward, may you go your way. 17. And the men said unto her, we will be blameless of this time, O, which thou hast made us swear. They cut a covenant with her. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, which thou, which thou didst let us down by, and thou shalt bring thy father, thy mother, thy brethren, and all thy father's house home unto thee. And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the door of thy house and into the street, his blood shall be upon his head. He will be guiltless. Whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our head. And, and if any hand be upon him, verse 20. And if thou utter this our business, then we will be, then we will be quit of thy oath. We're not going to keep our oath. If you sell us out, it's done. But if you keep your word, we have a, oh, we have a cut. With thou has made us to swear. And verse 21. And she said, according to your words. Ooh, here we go. With God. This is God. According to, what did Mary say? According to thy word, let it be done unto me. Angel said, oh, you're going to have a child. Mary never had no male encounter. She never had no sex. She wasn't hoeing, doing, doing nothing. But the Spirit of God said, you're going to have a child that is be done unto you. And she, he called her blessed. And Mary said, and she pondered in her heart, and she said, according to thy word, let it be done unto me. Who glory. According to your word, so be it. And she sent them away, and they departed, and she bound the scarlet line in the window. Now, what was this anointing that Rahab, the whole businesswoman, had on her life? She had this same anointing. Oh, watch this. <laughs> she had this same anointing that God said, you as a virtuous woman should have. Proverbs 31. You as a virtuous woman. What did she have? Go back to verse 12. Let's look at the anointing. She had the faith. She believed God. She came in agreement. What was this, what was this anointing that she had on her? Remember, faith. Foolish things, weak things, base things, despised things. They release their faith. They believe and receive it. Then God placed an anointing on them to remove burdens and to destroy yoke for a purpose and a plan. Look at this. Now, therefore, I pray you swear unto men by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness. She had the anointing 
kindness on her life. Her faith was released. Her faith was done. Now God anointed her. What did he anoint her with? With kindness. He says, since I have showed you kindness, that ye will also show kindness unto my father's house. Now we, not, we don't have that on the slide. Go to Proverbs 31. Oh, Jesus. It's a virtuous woman. Virtue. What is virtue? Virtue is power, anointing. You, you, you know, you run around and say, hey, I'm a virtuous woman. I'm a virtuous woman. I'm a virtuous, I'm anointed. So you got the same anointing on your life. You born again, you're a virtuous woman. You have the same anointing that was on Rahab. You, the anointing that was on Rahab the hoe is on you. Look at Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31. Talk about the virtuous woman. What a godly woman, what a godly wife looks like. And it's not coming from a man. People get all twisted up. Proverbs 31. They, they think a man is coming to the scripture. No, this is coming from Lemuel. King Lemuel's mama told him this is what the kind of woman you should be looking for. Look at, yeah, look at verse one. Oh, Jesus. Look at verse one. The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. His mother told him, you need to find a woman that ain't lazy. You need to find a woman that's smart. You need to find a woman that know how to add and subtract. You need to find a woman that know how to clean her house and clean her personal body. You need to find a woman that take care of her children, that there's no lack. You need to find a woman that's working her hands. You need to find a woman that makes her man look good among the elders. Not make your husband look like a fool among the elders. This is what King LaMail mama taught him. And then she told him in verse 31, look at that, excuse me, verse 26. And she opened her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of what? Kindness. Kindness. So that anointing, that, that's why Rahab made it in Hebrews 11. Not only because of her faith, when you walk by faith and release your faith, God anoints you with the anointing for a purpose and a plan. Here we see God anointed Rahab with kindness, which has come from a virtuous woman, which is virtue means power, which is anointing. Oh, Jesus. Now go to Joshua 6. 
Oh, Holly Gray. Hey, you go, girl. She was, she was, hey, she wasn't worried about because she was a hoe. She wasn't worried about what people think. She wasn't worried about she this was a businesswoman. This woman knew how to do business. This woman perceived that God is God. And I'm gonna do business with this God so that he can anoint me and I can manifest a certain purpose and a plan for his kingdom. Rahab was so anointed. Oh, you go, girl. Rahab was so anointed. She was the great-grandmother of King David. In the lineage of Jesus. But don't you ever despise some hugs. Don't you ever despise somebody you think ain't got education, ain't got this, ain't got that. Those are the very ones who God is going to call and anoint. And you be coming at their feet, eating from the anointing. Ah, uh, Jesus. Boy, it's getting hot up here. Is it that heat or is it the Holy Ghost? Joshua chapter 6, look at this. But Joshua had said unto the two men that had spied out the country, go, now here, they, they got the land now. He said, go into the harlot's house, go into the house house. And bring out this, the woman, and all that she had, as ye swear unto her. 23. And the young men that were spies went in and brought out Rahab, her father, her mother. Because we know the story about they went around the wall seven times, the walls came tumbling down, and they took over Jericho. And her mother, her brother, and all that she had. And they brought out all her kindred and left them without the camp of Israel. Now look at this. And they burned the city with fire. They burned Jericho down except for Rahab, Rahab and her family because she released her faith. God anointed her with, with kindness and something birds were removed Yoke destroyed something was released on behalf of Rahab kind of. They burned the city with fire and all that was therein. Here we go. Only the silver, the gold, and the vessel of brass and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. Do Rahab's anointing of kindness, finance was released. You can release finance in your life when you walk in kindness. Finances can be released when you walk in kindness. The New Testament said that love covers a multitude of sins. Being Motivated by that love through kindness, you can cover people's sin and finances can be released in your life. But if you have a worldly wisdom, a foolish 
they base, they weak, they despise. Instead of God's wisdom, be kind to them. Kindness works on the, like the same principle as do good. Remember when I preached years ago about a do good song, a good do see? Do good can catapult you into a financial blessing. Kindness can catapult you into a financial blessing. Be kind to ones who others despise. Be kind to them. God can call them. God wants to call them. God wants to anoint them. But remember, you, we have virtue on us. We have not only for virtuous women, for virtuous men too. We have, and one of the virtues, Proverbs 31, 26 is with the law. Look at this, look at this. The law of kindness. What does that mean? The law of kindness is like the law of faith. Faith, it's already been established. You're going to get results from it. It's like the law of gravity. Whatever goes up must come down. So when you execute the law of kindness, finances can be released into your life. He says here, look at this, only the silver, the city burned down and all that was therein. You execute kindness towards someone, everything that the devil trying to throw at you, it will be burnt down. And then the silver, the gold, the vessels, and brass, and, and iron. Now, look at this. Let's keep it balanced because don't, don't get twisted. People executed all this and they start, ooh, finances is released to me. And I think it is for me to keep. But look what it says here. And the vessel, the brass, and iron, they silver and gold. They put into the treasury of the house of God. So when you walk in the law of kindness, finances releasing your life, that finances come in, it's to be brought into the house of God to advance the kingdom. Oh, that's part of our paymaster. So this is just getting a little, little touch, little bits of beats. That's part of paymaster. So, so, so one, so when one attribute of being a pastor, paymaster, you gotta be kind. You are not going to operate in the financial blessings of God if you're not kind to people. God don't trust you. God, God can't trust you. You got to be kind to people. You got to overlook people's faults. You got to overlook people's indiscretions. You got to overlook, oh, you got you, you just, just got to be kind. So in being kind to people, you know, you bless them. And you say, well, why are you doing this? Why? People say, why, why are you being so kind? Because I know this is an anointing. This is a law of God that can release finances 
into my life. And if God said it, you and I can possess it. That's why Rahab, you go, girl. She's a bad sister. She released kindness, the law of kindness, and finances was released to the children of Israel. Y'all get anything out of this? That's the anointing that was on Rahab. We don't look at Rahab in the natural that she was a hoe. We look at Rahab in the spiritual. That woman walked in kindness. The law of kindness. Finances are released. When you're just kind, when you're just kind to people. Just kind to people. Just nice to people. There's a whole lot of people out there have never experienced kindness, niceness. And we have that anointing on our lives where we could just be kind. And people will say to you, why, why are you doing this? Why, why are you doing this? Because I have the law of kindness, the anointing of kindness. And the law of kindness to remove burdens and destroy yokes. And finances not only can be released in your life, but it can be released in those individuals' life. Just through kindness. Just through kindness. Just being nice. Just being kind. Just being kind. Quit looking at people as foolish, base, weak, despised. But look through them through the eyes of faith. Lord, how can I be kind to them? How can I be kind to them? God convicted me a couple of weeks ago. We was, I think it was coming from the doctor's office or whatever. We was on proper level. You know how you get to the highway and you get on the main highway. And, you know, and those guys out there with their little signs and everything, you know. And uh, I looked at them. Foolish, despised, base, weak. And always very convicted. And I, we drove off. He said, why weren't you kind to him? Well, Lord, they, you know, they could get a job. Like, I had a job, Lord. Why can't, I don't have no. What, what I said. Why can't you be kind? And then here my granddaughter comes along and say, Papa, you know, I, we were with Daddy and everything. I think it was Daddy. And, we, we, and then we saw a homeless guy, and I gave him some money. Mm out of the mouths of babes and suckling comes perfected praise. Strong conviction. Okay. I gave him some money, Papa. The man on the corner. Showing kindness. 
And, 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 and if I'm not mistaken, I think that week, I think she got blessed with some. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, Jesus. So in my heart, I purpose that except we were going. To, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for some homeless person, so, so I can bless. Ain't, ain't, ain't with nobody out of the garden. Because <laughs> the Lord ain't got to do to correct me once. Remember, I don't have a problem with correction. Yeah. I got to do correct me once, and I'm saying, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for homeless folks. I couldn't find not even one person. To show kindness. That is an anointing. That's why I say, Rahab, you go, girl. You're a bad girl. She made it Hebrews chapter 11 because she showed kindness. Stand your feet. Give the Lord a hand clap. Praise for his word. His word, his word, his word, his word. It's powerful. Life changing. His word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Glory to God. Well, this is the last week of the fast. Remember, at 12 noon, you can grab your Twinkies. So, thank you. Thank you for correcting your path. And let me know y'all paid attention. <laughs> Twinkie soup. <laughs> we'll be back here Wednesday for our prayer time Thursday night teaching continue on the blood of Jesus and uh, we'll be back here next Sunday next Sunday Minister Stella's going to bring the word thanks for listening to Faith in the Word podcast if the word of God has been a blessing to you today and you want to give unto the ministry, please feel free. Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church, 600 Bellwood Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40223. Or email Pastor Holloway directly at Cecil Holloway at yahoo.com with more options for electronic giving. Thanks for listening. Stay in faith and be blessed. <laughs>